Howdy. Hello. Howdy. How y'all doing? Well. Good. Hot. Yeah, Kylie, tell the people how you're keeping keeping things cool right now. (laughs) So... In this old house, there's no central air, so I only have an AC unit, but it's super loud, so I have to shut it off while recording. My laptop is overheating already, and it's making the the really loud noise. Um, so I have it propped up on a box of frozen veggie burgers <laughs> just to cool her off, you know? DIY. The things we do yeah. for the people. For, yeah, it's all for you. It's all for y'all. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I this heat is already not cute, not fun. Don't love it. It came in hot. <laughs> Get it, it really did. But it yeah. did. No, it like it happened out of nowhere. We had rain for days over in Austin. And then all of a sudden, oh, heat index 105. Wow. Blech. Yeah, we nearly drowned at Emily's birthday we on Friday. Said. <laughs> but it didn't alas, last long. But we did. It didn't. It, they uh, the storm created a, li- a little river underneath our table. Oh, I yes. know. Yeah. So we had to prop yeah. up our feet, like the table became a boat dock. <laughs> it, yeah, and it was so funny to did our to thing. look under our table and see everyone's feet like up on the little bar and we are all like squishing together to try and get our feet like Cute. off <laughs> out of the puddle. It was adorable. You make do. We did. You know? We made do. But yeah, we're we're sweating. Um but we're gonna make it, I think. Are we? I don't know. <laughs> we are because of this week's episode. Because of this week's episode. It's a fun one. I'm excited. We got another round of ghoul talk, my ladies. <gasps> yeah. 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 And we have some spooky stories this time. I'm so excited. Uh, before we hop in, though, I did want to give one small shout out to a thing. Um, we're having a little merch sale right now. So use code SPOOKY10 at checkout. That is Woo. SPOOKY10. Get yourself something nice. Buy a little something for someone else. We're stacking our coins for a little trip we're gonna take this summer no details yet but we'll let you guys know closer it's gonna be closer to the very big day. exciting we were just gapping about it before yeah we, we were just killed a good half hour just being excited so and sweating <sighs> yeah sweating sweating getting excited but uh we're the golden ghouls Alyssa, kylie emily and it's time to get spooky okay who's going first today whose story we share in i can go i only kick it off yes okay i got one from sean hi sean hi sean hi sean hey girls so to start off i'm not new to paranormal encounters Grew up in a house that was haunted and come from a family that is particularly sensitive to paranormal. Kind of draws things in. Like holding a flashlight and watching the moths drawn to it. Hmm. Yeah. We've moved multiple times only to experience some of the same entities of or activities. So to quote a scary movie, it's not the house that's haunted. It's, it's usually the case. Yeah. A lot of times it's the people right. that are haunted. 
Anyway, the way my house is set up, by the front door, there's a room immediately to your right when you walk in and a hanging light, almost like a chandelier, but more just a glass box in the short hallway you walk through that takes you into the living room. One night, I can't get comfy in bed, so I take some bedding and my chihuahua and decide to crash out on the sofa in that front room. I don't recall the exact time, but it was after midnight. I woke up to the chihuahua going absolutely apeshit. (laughs) She's shaking and growling and freaking out, focusing on something in the hallway. I put my glasses on thinking we have rats or something. And then this big shadow walks down the hall. Best I can describe it. This thing was like a skeleton that had black tar skin stretched over the bones. The arms and legs looked long, like stretched out. The fingers looked pointed and also elongated. Slender man. Uh Uh-oh. I could see that the outline was very skeletal, was very skeletal, emaciated looking, and it was headless. If it had a head, it would have hit it on the hanging light. The thing doesn't make a move toward me or a sound, doesn't even seem to acknowledge me or the dog, just walks a slow, medium speed up and down the hall, probably about two or three times, and then it's just gone. The dog Mm. chills out and goes back to sleep, and I'm a little spaz, but I end up falling back asleep after a while. In all the experiences I've had, this is the only time I've encountered anything that looked like that. A friend's girlfriend told me it might have been an elemental spirit, but honestly, I would love y'all's opinion on this. Thanks, schools. Wow. Uh, First off, if I saw something that looked like it was covered in black tar and skeletal, I would not fall back to sleep personally no with with no head yeah what do you guys think also but like the elemental thing that could very well be true it could be Mm -hmm. like some sort of like swamp swamp spirit or something maybe it wasn't tar maybe it was like swamp muck (gasps) maybe he was just doing a little mud mass to the body (gasps) self-care could be you know yeah i'd be curious to find out if they live like Somewhere swampy, maybe. Mm. Near any bodies of water, perhaps? Yeah, like maybe this, I don't know, maybe their house used to be on like swampland or something. Just a, mm. just a guess, well, just a vibe I'm know, getting. Sean. Yes, keep us posted. My God. Well, I've got a little short one for us. And this comes from Lexi, who says, Hi. Hi. A bunch Hi. of eyes. Ever since my dad passed away four years ago, I've been experiencing a lot of paranormal activity. I don't know where to start, so I guess I'll start with my first encounter back in 2018. I was in my bedroom at about 3 a.m. and everybody in my household was asleep except for me. My door was about halfway open and I heard the sound of my bathroom door opening and assumed it was my sister. Until... I looked up from my phone and saw a blank white figure walking across my hallway. My sister came downstairs the next morning and asked me why her door was open and how I got in since it has a lock on it. I told her I didn't go in there and asked her if she had gotten up. She swore she didn't. Hmm. 
(sighs) The next incident wasn't scary, more like comforting, but it happened in 2019. I was bored and it was around 11 p.m. I decided to ask my dad to give me a sign that he's there and I almost immediately heard very prominent footsteps walking up my stairs. I asked my mom if that was her and her response was, no, that was you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like she and the mom both heard it. Come on. Fast forward to this past weekend. My best friend was sleeping over and while we were in my bathroom, we heard a really odd noise that I've never heard living in my house for the past six years. The next night, I was up late getting food from my kitchen when I saw a white figure flash across my kitchen and my heart sunk. I ran back into my room where I started hearing noises like a person talking. Once again, no one was awake and then a white orb flashed across my room. I decided to get out and sleep in my mom's room where I then heard creaking following behind me. (laughs) After my best friend went home, she told me that a few nights prior while we were taking off our makeup, she saw a black figure standing behind me, but she didn't say anything because she didn't want to freak me out. Not sure what that means or what it could be, but I'm freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be too. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, it it sounds to me like Lexi's dad is definitely there, right? Mm-hmm. But what is this black figure? I don't know. We got to talk to it. That's the thing. I don't know. You know? We got to know. We, Yeah, Lexi, ask more questions. Get out a voice recorder. See if you get any responses. Yeah. Keep us posted because black figure... Could be something, could be nothing, you know? I have a feeling it's something. (laughs) Also, I feel like, also, I feel like uh, sometimes the same spirit can show up in like different ways. So maybe that was her dad too. And that's just, that's just me thinking positively. (laughs) I think, I think that would be a very cute scenario. Yeah. Just dad, just dad checking in. Just making sure you gals were having fun at the sleepover. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Lexi. You guys want one from moi? We'll take it. Yeah. From moi on behalf of Billy. Hi, ghouls. Long story, but this one's got me believing that there is more to life than just us humans. More in life, excuse me. This whole story bothered me for years especially this week. So I hope you guys might know what's going on. So I've been working as a volunteer in a nursing home for people with slight to severe levels of dementia for more than six years now. And I have had many, many strange and touching encounters, but there are a few that seem to be connected and I can't shake it off. Let's get started five years back. I had worked there for more than a year, and my main task was escorting people from their secured living areas to a big hall to watch movies, making sure no one escaped or got lost. There's this woman in a wheelchair that always starts to panic about her family's farm, and especially the pigs. No big deal. I would just sit with her, talk about it, and she would calm down. But this day was different. She was panicking more than ever, and eventually she started pointing to a corner in the hall across the room. 
A dimly lit one where nothing seemed to be but a huge planter with a plastic palm tree. She started talking faster and faster, saying all kinds of things, but one phrase kept coming back. Little girl, little girl, little girl. She then started crying and other volunteers came to check in. At a certain point, the woman got so stressed that we had to get the nurse. She had never seen this woman so stressed. She took her back to her room where she eventually calmed down. I was rather startled and the woman died shortly after. We discussed it in the group and thought it was just another typical freak out. I kind of forgot the whole experience until about a year and a half later. I was assigned to a woman who I knew was always smiling and giggling about everything. She could laugh about anything at any time until the very day I brought her to the main hall. She had been happily laughing and waving her arms to the DVD concert (laughs) I had now seen about a dozen times. At some point, she froze, her arms mid-air. Her eyes got big and her laughter died away. Her arms slowly fell to her sides. I noticed a sudden change and I asked her what was wrong. She stared right at the same corner as the woman before. I asked again and she answered that there was a girl. At this point, I got really nervous and I asked the woman if it was a pretty girl in an attempt to cheer both of us up. She shook her head and kept staring blankly, pointing to the corner. Another volunteer joined me and asked what was wrong. She also knew the woman was usually happy and saw that there was something off. Suddenly, the woman got up and started walking towards the exit. I brought her home to her room and thought it was just the end of things. But from that day on, the woman had completely changed. I honestly never saw her smile again, never heard her laugh, not even talk. She was completely apathetic until the day she passed away. It got me good. I'm not easily startled, but this had me not volunteering for a while. I got back after a half year of a break. With new people, all was good. So I thought. One day, I had a woman who wanted to sit in the corner by the huge planter so she could see a better view of the screen. No problem. But it didn't feel right. At some point, I felt a gust of wind passing my neck. This is especially weird because there was no AC on and not even a window in the whole hall. The woman next to me started looking over her shoulders right and left so fast that I was worried she might hurt herself. After that, she started screaming so terribly loud, I had to cover my ears. I noticed the woman had peed all over herself. This was new for her, otherwise she would have been wearing an adult diaper. Other residents in the room all panicked and the movie was canceled. Chaos all around as we tried to keep everyone in the hall while other volunteers started to bring people back to their rooms. When everyone was back home in their rooms, I cleaned the floor where the woman sat. I moved the big planter palm tree that was there all these years for the first time. It had been hiding a small hatch, which was securely boarded up. I quit that very day and I never went back. Last week was the 60 year anniversary of the nursing home. And as a present, I got a photo book containing photos of the past and people. I got absolute chills when I saw numerous photos of children. It turned out that the main hall was a daycare decades back for the children of the personnel. 
Now I can't stop thinking about what might have happened there. Nobody that I asked knew anything about any accident of any kind. The internet also didn't come up with much. It is also completely stunning that these three people noticed something there in the same spot behind the planter. I can't wrap my head around this, but I will never go back to that nursing home. This has changed my view on the paranormal forever. (sighs) Y'all, when I first read this story, it was like a paradigm shift. I'm like, wait, (laughs) hold on. Has this also changed my view of the paranormal forever? Because she's got shields, they multiply. Yeah, I mean, just like the connections alone, it's just bizarre, like, I also want to know what is in that hatch. Like, oh my God, I know. I was like, go in there. (laughs) Someone find out. Actually, Billy, we need you to go back so you can do some investigative work. Open that hatch. Yeah. What if there's something back there that this ghost needs? Or maybe, like, maybe it is just, you know, like a little girl spirit from the past, and that's just like the little safe space that she likes to hide. But she seems demonic. Yeah, she's the seems first lady scary. died. The first lady died right after. The second lady, right. her joy was completely sucked out of her soul until she died. Like, what the heck is this entity? Right. It didn't seem good. That's no. Sure. I don't know yet. I guess we'll have to go investigate. That's what I'm saying. I just I'm think there needs to be more investigation with all these stories. We need that's what I'm we saying. We need answers yeah. here. But we got to do it because our listeners who experienced these things, of course, they're not going to go back because they're smart, but I'll go. Uh, Kylie (laughs) will go and I'll make you guys come with me. (laughs) She's bold and we love that for her. (sighs) Yeah, that one is chilling. Chills me to the bone. To the bone. All right. Next up. Oh, we've got something special. We've got a recording. I know we tell y'all all all the time you can do this and it happens so rarely. But when you do, I just get so excited Mm -hmm. because it's very cool to hear people's experiences and their own words. Like exactly not me reading them, but them Mm -hmm. telling us. Right. In their own voice. I realized we totally forgot to tease that in the beginning. I was like, oh man, missed opportunity, but here it is now. Here Mm -hmm. it is. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Yes, here we go. Hi, my name is Melanie, and this is my experience with my ex-boyfriend's haunted family home. So when I first started dating my ex-boyfriend, he told me a bit of bits and pieces of what he experienced as a kid. And the more we started dating and the closer it got to me actually going and visiting his family, the more I learned. To summarize, there was a girl that existed in the home and she specifically targeted young boys between the age of 17 and 20. And she would target them especially between April and May. And there was one room that she lingered in, which when my ex-boyfriend, let's call him Sam, was growing up, his older brother lived in. And then after his older brother moved out, my ex-boyfriend moved into. And there was a lamp in the bedroom that 
especially around the time of April and May, but it happened other times, but basically whenever that lamp would flicker and it didn't matter if the lamp was on or if the lamp was even plugged in, the lamp would like turn on and off on its own. And whenever that would happen, they knew that it was going to get a little bit more intense in the home. And through further research, they realized that the family that lived in the home prior to them, their oldest son stayed in that room as well. And he experienced nightmares, night terrors. He would see things. He would hear things. And it got so bad to the point that the family actually moved. And then through further research, they realized that the builder of the home paid off the contractor to ignore building codes because there was a lot of unutilized wall space, if that makes sense. Like there, for example, the first floor of the home was a loop where you walk in and it's the dining room. After that, it's the kitchen. You walk left and it's the living room. You make another left and you walk past a small half bath and you walk further and then you're back in the dining room. Well, the floor plan space allotted for the half bathroom is significantly larger than the actual half bathroom. And there isn't any sort of like mechanical units in that wall space, like the, the water heater, main pipelines, like supporting beams, like there's nothing like that that would use that amount of space. So it's just kind of empty space as far as they know. And there's another chunk of space by the staircase and then a large space by the in the basement. And when my ex-boyfriend was growing up, he told me that him and his older brother, they would be in their room or they'd be in the kitchen or whatever, and they would find themselves all of a sudden in the basement. They didn't know how they would end up there. They didn't know why they were there or how long they were there. They just knew that they were looking for something. And they never found anything conclusive in the basement that it seemed like that's what they were looking for but they just it would end up there and they knew that they were looking for something there was one incident where my ex-boyfriend was in the shower and he heard his older brother let out a yell that he described was a yell that he didn't think was possible for a human to make and it was significantly lower than his older brother's voice. Because his older brother, I think he, he said he was like 18 at the time. And it was like a very low, like guttural yell. And my ex-boyfriend ran out of the shower and ran into his older brother's bedroom. And he found his older brother and his dad. And his older brother's face was very contorted. I won't describe what actually happened because it, it involved... Uh, the police and legal proceedings to the extent that his brother had to be removed from the home and he wasn't allowed back into the home for several years for the protection of the family, but also himself. The first time I visited the home, we drove there, we drove overnight and I was asleep in the back seat and I had a dream right before we got to the house that we were driving up to the house and there was a window in the front on the right side and there was a girl in the window and she made eye contact with me, smiled and waved. And then I woke up from the dream 
And then I think maybe like a half hour later, we we arrived at the house and the house that was the family home was the exact house in my dream, despite the fact that I had never actually seen a picture of the house. And I immediately did not like the vibe of the house. I felt very uneasy. I did not feel safe. I didn't feel welcome. I didn't feel like I was going to specifically harmed. It almost felt more of like a warning, like leave, turn around, never come back, just get out. And the longer I stayed in the home, I was there, I think like five days. The longer I stayed there, the worse it got. Like I woke up and I felt like someone was watching me. I would wake up from... I would wake up screaming, I'd wake up crying. And it it got so bad to the point that we actually had to get a hotel room for a night just to kind of give myself a break. I never saw her. I believe her name is Vanessa. So what I was able to gather from being in the home, her name is Vanessa. I think she's about 17. I don't believe that she actually lived in the home. I believe that she was a neighbor and she was wronged by a boy that lived in the home and the room that she would linger in was his bedroom and that's where whatever it whatever it is that happened to her I have a feeling I know but I don't want to say because I can't say for sure whatever that was that's where it happened and something I don't know what actually happened in the basement because I refused to go in the basement I had no interest in being down there I did not, I just, like, I I remember at one point, because the laundry was in the basement, at one point, my ex-boyfriend opened the door, and I was like, nope, absolutely not, I am not going down there, no way. So I don't, I don't actually know exactly what it is that, that happened down there. You know, after my time there, I left, I went home, and then after a while, I, I went back to school, and... My boyfriend was driving back and I was sitting on my bed of my apartment at the time and I was, I think I was on the computer doing something and then I see a shadow on my right and I look to my right and it's, it's her, it's Vanessa and she's standing there and exactly like in the dream, she's standing there, she smiles at me and waves and then immediately after that, I hear the front door lock click and my boyfriend walks in and she disappeared and I never saw her again. I never felt her presence again. Again, I never felt like I was going to be harmed by her. I never felt like I was I was being threatened by her. I always felt like it was a warning, like she was looking out for me. Uh, needless to say, I am no longer with uh, my ex-boyfriend and yeah that that is my story what spooky ookie ookie i the fact that she had that almost premonition like that dream yeah freaks me out like she had not seen the house before but then saw the house in her dream like yeah something Something ain't right. I am also, I'm so curious about how the kids like kept ending up in the basement. Like, right. uh, Oh, she did write. 
Oh, yes. She had a a little add-on. Yes. She said, I forgot to mention in the story that after the event went down with Sam's older brother, his mom had a local priest come in and bless the home, wash the walls with holy water, and they completely redecorated in hopes that it would help. Um, They didn't, like, tear any walls down or anything because it would cost too much money. Um, I asked her... Um, I asked Melanie, I was like, do you know if the, if the holy water, if that helped the situation? And she said, like, not really. <laughs> mm, yeah. So that thing is strong, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm also curious, because I know that you mentioned that Melanie is sensitive, which honestly, you know, from yes. that story, duh. But I, I'm wondering if Vanessa is just like the name that came to Melanie or like if she found that in research. I keep mm-hmm. getting, when I'm hearing this story, I keep hearing the name Meredith. So Dang. I don't know oh. who that is or like if, if she relates, but I've listened to this a few times and I keep, I keep getting that name. So that can mean something or nothing, but we're going to, you guys are going to have to talk about it. Yeah. You and Mel. Yeah. Yeah. Link us up. We'll chat. I don't know. If, and then we'll report back. Yeah. I don't know if she still has any contacts with the ex. I don't talk to any of my exes. So I would not. No, she's, claim she's her, a smart but, girl. But um, <laughs> yeah. Whew. Damn. It definitely sounds like something dark happened there and mm-hmm. someone's pissed and rightfully so. So <sighs> I you wonder. Know, though, dreams are super weird to me. I wonder how many other people like have that happen because it happens to me a lot. We're all dream a particular thing, and it's not necessarily it's the exact thing I'll see, but it's like deja vu because I dreamt it before. Yeah, and it's happening in a similar way. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, there's been breakups in my life where I've dreamt it. And then the next day, it's like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's weird. See, for me, I have dreams and then the ex- like the exact scenario word for word happens. Yeah. And it can be like months later. And sometimes it's just like meaningless, like silly conversations, right. just like casual conversation between me and friends. But I will, every time it like throws me off because I'm like, no, I had this dream six months ago. <laughs> And this is such a like, it's such an unimportant little silly conversation that we're having. Like, why, why did I have this dream? But the mind is a powerful and spooky thing. I certainly spooky. I think so. Well, Mel, keep us posted on anything else spooky that happens. Thank you so much to everyone who shared their stories. Um, Those are some good ones. I feel like this ghoul talk was was especially spooky. I mean, every every story is spooky, but maybe I'm just in the spooky mood. You know what I mean? Yeah, sufficiently spooked. Oh, I mean, and oh, Billy yes. Billy did say. I'm sorry, I do want to interrupt. Um, Billy did say he's felt like especially weird the past two weeks, and was wondering if we could explain why. I do know. Actually, Melanie was talking about it that. I think Mercury's in retrograde. Something else is doing something. Gatorade is in retrograde. Gatorade. Um, 
She said no. it's, a lot of things are happening in the spiritual world right now. True. So that yeah, if that's something you're sensitive to, that might be why. I've had a lot going on. And we're also, um, with my mediumship class, we're doing a 30-day meditation challenge. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I've been seeing stuff and I'm kind of tired. <laughs> but you know, talking to a lot of people, it seems like a lot of people feel the same way that everybody's been in a funk. A lot of mm-hmm. things, negative things have happened to some people and, and that's been continually happening. So something's going on, you know? Yeah. One of my friends today was like, why have I been so tired recently? And I'm like, there's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. Also, we're like coming to a point where there is some normalcy back in our lives. And I think we're finally processing all the shit that we've gone through for the last year plus. So we're we're having a time. Yeah. (laughs) We're having a moment. We're having a moment. But you know, my dad always said things happen in threes. So if your third has happened, it's over. You're you're coming (laughs) out. (laughs) That is what they say. All right, y'all. Send us those stories to the Golden Ghouls podcast at gmail.com. Grab yourself some merch with that code SPOOKY10. And until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.